Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Everyone who knows me knows I am obsessed with sneakers and shoes, especially living in New York City. Visit yorkathleticsmfg.com today and use my code REDCARPET at checkout for 20% off a new pair of amazing sneakers. These sneakers are so lightweight and so stylish that you can work out in them or you can just wear them all day. Don't forget, use my code REDCARPET at yorkathleticsmfg.com today to get yourself 20% off a pair of super stylish and athletic shoes. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey guys, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. So my guest this week marked a first for me. She is the first Grammy-nominated singer-artist that I've ever interviewed, and she is Cassidy Pope. Now, um, one of the many special things about country singer Cassidy Pope is that she made history in being the first female winner of The Voice, um, the television show. And this was um, in 2012. It was the third season. And yeah, she just made television history and um, being the first woman to win. So that is completely awesome. Um, and her personal voice coach on the show was, of course, Blake Shelton. And oh, she gives me the tea on Blake. And he's just um, extremely handsome. <laughs> but um, the song she performed on The Voice, or one of the popular songs that she sang, was called Over You. And fun fact, she knocked that ridiculous song Gangnam Style out of its number one spot on iTunes with this song Over You. Um, but I'm sure you guys remember how popular Gangnam Style was. So she did um, basically everybody a favor <laughs> by knocking it out. Um, so then she went on to be nominated for a Grammy with Chris Young for Best Country Pop Duo with the song Think of You. And now, today, Cass- Cassidy has released her third solo album, and that's called Rise and Shine. And Cassidy actually co-produced and co-wrote all of the songs, which is so lovely when um, artists are able to do that and they have that kind of talent. Um, and you guys should all listen and download this album. I listen to the songs and they're so good, especially the song Rise and Shine, because it just um, has so much to do with 2020. So um, anyway, Cassidy is such a sweet and humble person. We talked a lot about being a woman in the music industry and about the challenges that she faces that a lot of people wouldn't even think of. Um, so sit back and listen to my discussion. Okay, with Cassidy awesome. Pope. Cassidy, it's really nice to meet you. Too. Thanks for having me, Lauren. Of course. I'm Lauren. Um, so this is very special to me because you are the first Grammy-nominated artist I've ever interviewed. So oh I know. So I've done a few Broadway stars, um, but never somebody like yourself, who's just a very well-known country music singer. And I mean, you made history. You were the first woman to win The Voice. 
That's still so weird to me. I, I, that's a detail that I don't think about very often. And it's usually when somebody brings it up that I remember because it was such a, it wasn't even like a, I'm a girl that, that potentially could win this. It was just like, mm-hmm. how am I going to even win this competition to begin with just as an artist? Like it's the craziest thing to even think about. So that's just an added layer of, you know, it being surreal. Totally. I, I can't even imagine entering that competition. I'm sure you probably still have like nightmares about it to a degree. <laughs> I do. I have nightmares about them bringing me back for, and all the other winners back for like an all-star round. And, and it just, and it, cause it was so nerve wracking and scary. And it was like mm-hmm. the most, it was an amazing experience, but it was so scary. Like you, you've got sure. millions of people tuning in. So like, I definitely have PTSD from <laughs> Yeah, I really can't even imagine it. It's just, oh my gosh, nerve wracking. It seems like, especially because I mean, your voice is an instrument in itself and you have to keep it healthy and the pressure I feel like to keep it healthy must've been just stressful in itself as well. Yeah. And the schedule was kind of rigorous. Like they, they were pretty careful to make sure that we got enough rest to where it wouldn't be, you know, there weren't complaints. But there was still, I mean, even when you got back to your hotel room after a long day of rehearsals and recording in the studio for the iTunes version and right. um, for fittings and doing your interviews, you're, oh you're like feeling. So you're like yeah. getting in your bed and you're nervous about the next day. So you really don't fall asleep right away. Oh and my then gosh. The next day again. So it was definitely a crazy schedule too. So this is random, but where, what city are you in? I'm in Nashville. Nashville. Okay. Do you have juice press there? Like it's like a chain. No, I don't think so. It's so random. You should look at that just because obviously I'm not like a singer, but I use my voice a lot, but juice press sells these things called ginger fireballs. They're these little lozenges. I tell all of my friends in radio and TV and like singers, they're amazing for your throat. They just like give you such a good ginger feeling and it's so spicy and they're it's just, they're so good. You should look them up. They, they will yeah, save you. Maybe they have an online thing. I know we have like juice places here that do ginger shots, but that's Yeah, one. this is different. It's like you pop them whenever you sort of feel a tingle. I swear, every time I'm like, I have COVID. I'm like, I pop them and I'm like, oh, I'm COVID. <laughs> I know, it's so weird. <laughs> got a little like scratch in your throat. All of a sudden you've got COVID. It's been, I've thought I've had it like 10 times. Exactly, exactly. Same here, same here. Yep. My husband actually just wanted to go get a rapid test this morning because we're in New York City and every time I'm like, oh, we have it. We have it. <laughs> so I know. How's Nashville, by the way? Is it? It's good. It's been, um, they are about to, I think, go to the next phase. They've had a few like back and forth things with phases because um, the numbers have spiked and then they've gone down. So they've reopened the bars on Broadway and then we've got tourists coming in still uh, oh for florets and bachelor parties and they're all crowding into these bars on, on Broadway and um, you know the smaller businesses have been really they've been really abiding by the rules and requirements and they've taken the biggest hit because the big bars on Broadway are just doing whatever they want and paying the citations and it's not a big deal so it's oh, been a little terrible um, yeah, it's been kind of sad to see like all of a lot of my favorite places in town have had to close, and um, you know, yeah. as a national resident, it's hard to see your town take the the hit from the tornado. And then this happened, and it's just it's just like one hit after the other. So it's fine. It's getting better. Like I think the numbers are going down, but it's also a little scary because now we're coming up on 
flu season and everything else. Oh that you my get. gosh. I, it's so funny you said that because I've been thinking about that, about how terrible it's going to be. And just like kids at school, I've been like threatening the shit out of my daughter. I'm like, you wear a jacket outside because if you cough or get a runny nose and you get sent home from school, I'm going to be so mad at you. And she's like, this doesn't seem right. I'm like, you're right. This is not right. But I'm so desperate. I'm so desperate for those six hours. That like, <laughs> no, I bet. I can't yeah. even imagine. I've been this whole time. I've been thinking mm -hmm. how hard it must have been for parents who aren't used to homeschooling. And like, how was that? Well, she, we only did like, I think it was March that the pandemic hit and the schools closed. So we had March, April, May, like for Zoom. And so when we did that, I was like, okay. So I learned that I'm never going to do this again like ever. <laughs> so we, you know, she was going to go to a public school and then we pulled her to go to a private school where she can go five days a week now. Um, just because I'm like shocked that just New York city wise, de Blasio and Cuomo, they don't have their shit together for public schools. I'm not sure if you knew this, but they were delayed again. Like high school kids don't go to school till October 1st. It's Whoa. so strange. Yeah. Because he couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. It's so weird. Um, but, but anyway, so What's that? Sorry. I'm curious. Did they try and it didn't go well? or did No, they, they didn't try. So it was supposed to be September 21st. Um, and I think the pre-K kids went September 21st for like an hour. And then they changed it to like the middle school was the 29th. And then high school was the first. I think because he wanted to avoid teacher strikes and they said they weren't prepared. I have no idea. I like to stay out of politics completely. But I was just like, this is really annoying. Like, especially for yeah. people who don't have the option for private school, you know, that's like, I would, oh my gosh, it's, it's terrible. But, um, but anyway, so when you do come to New York city, yeah, you'll see a bunch of haggard and, um, stressed moms probably, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so tell me rise and shine your new album. It just came out last month and you took a five year break. Am I right? From releasing an album. I, well, I did, I didn't really mean to. Okay. <laughs> it was, okay. Uh, it was a it was a thing with you know the label and I had just released a, my first record after the voice and it did really well and then it was like everybody was all of a sudden really afraid to what the mm. next step would be and I wasn't really in a position why were um, they afraid sorry to interrupt you no it's fine I think I think there's just a there's a, a huge hesitation in this town when it comes to like women and and really getting behind a woman and and putting your money into them and and not maybe potentially not seeing it back because unfortunately there is a pattern of that and there's a pattern of there's also a pattern of women doing really really well and it becoming really successful but there's mm -hmm. i think there's more of a ratio of women not doing well because whatever the reason it i think it's mostly the radio stations not playing them enough but i think right. then it makes the labels to and um, oh my gosh, maybe, you know, this song wouldn't appeal to every person in the country. So let's not do this song. And oh, that song's a little too rock and probably wouldn't do well on country radio. So let's not do that. So it's just many oh. years of yeah. that. And me being confident enough to be like, you know what? No, I really believe in this song. I'm going to go for it. Like, it just had been a lot of, a lot of um, rejections and a lot of, um, just taking hits to my confidence over that first couple oh, of years of being. I don't like hearing that because you start, so you won the voice and then it's like somebody's kind of beating you down a little bit. That's too bad. But 
Yeah, it's just, I think it's, it, it's not right by any means, no. but I think it's just, um, also I've been in the industry since I was, uh, I mean, I had my first record deal when I was 15. Mm. So I've been in it for so long that not even before The Voice, it was just, there had been a lot of, um, you know, moments of, hey, you shouldn't wear that, or you shouldn't say that, or you shouldn't sing like that, or you should do this, you shouldn't do that. So it's just years and years and years of accumulating all of this, like, all of my edges kind of being like, you know, shaped yeah. and, and softened. And then, um, and then you just get to a point where you're, you don't even know what's up or what's down. So like the five years there was really, um, obviously the label and I not seeing eye to eye. And then also just not being confident in myself enough to be like, I, I would bet my career on this. I want to do this. And so, yeah. um, and so, yeah, the, the next thing that I did was, was an EP and that okay. was, um, four songs and it wasn't really like I didn't go full force like full-fledged you know doing a whole campaign and I thought it was going to be like that but it wasn't and so <laughs> that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back and I left the label um, and then I released my independent record stages last year which was like the best thing I could have ever done for my career and it's been awesome yeah, that's so nice no that makes so much sense I mean I only I can only understand this because I read Jessica Simpson's book, Don't Make Fun of Me, but she talks about the exact same things with the record label and how she was at her lowest weight ever. And they were like, you need to lose 15 pounds. And she's like, I don't understand because I won't exist. Yeah. And just about how they, they want to shape you because they want, you know, to make money and you guys are artists. So you obviously, I don't know, you you have a lot of integrity that you want to stand behind and who you are. So I really can't imagine that's so tough, but I'm so happy for you that, that it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I, like I wasn't, I, I don't think that I was um, mentally stable enough or whatever it was. Like I just didn't, I didn't have enough um, mm. belief in myself to like step out on my own just yet. So those times where I was on the label and, I, you know, things would come, come and go and like really, you know, like nice opportunities that kept my career afloat a little yeah. bit were great to be on a label for. And then, um, I kind of got to a place where I was like, okay, I think I can do this. I started going to therapy. I started putting the work in on myself and my mm -hmm. heart, my mental state. And that, and then I was able to really stand on my own and believe in the music I was putting out so much that I did it without a label. So I couldn't have done that, you know, that's so crazy that's like so boss seriously <laughs> <laughs> right because i mean you, I, they do serve a purpose right i mean they serve a purpose so it's like to do it without a label that's yeah that's boss yeah thanks you're yeah, welcome <laughs> and you for rise and shine you co-wrote all the songs yes i co-wrote and co-produced which was the first time i've ever done that other, other than my old band but i didn't yeah old band so this was what is what is the the definition for co-produce when it comes to music just for all of us that aren't familiar i i honestly don't know the actual definition oh. but um for me, okay well <laughs> i i thought i could have that credit because of the fact that i had such a clear vision of the project and i worked with my guitarist slash producer todd lombardo on mm -hmm. the actual sound and the, the and sonically what i wanted it to sound like and he would show yeah our part and I'd be like oh my gosh I love that let's do more of this let's take this part out um and then also just vocally producing myself really in the studio Todd was was you know obviously engineering and and pressing record and, and all that stuff but um, yeah I'm really the one who 
who um, was so adamant about fi- using the right microphone that brought out the right tone in my voice. So I tested a few and picked the one I yeah. liked. Um, and these then, are like things that I would never think of, like I'm just yeah. finding the right microphone. Oh, that's so yeah. funny. Okay. Which I never, I actually didn't do any projects before. It was really mm-hmm. just me working with producers who were like, this would be a great mic for you. Let's use this. And I'd be like, great. And yeah. This, it's an acoustic record. My vocals are going to be so upfront and so obvious center stage that I needed the, the vocals to sound just the way I wanted them to sound. I wanted them to be warm and like cozy, not shrill and like in your face. So yeah. I found the right microphone. And then, you know, the mixing process was a lot of back and forth, me giving notes and tweaking and stuff. So yeah, I felt like a co-producer in this scenario for sure. Right. It's, it's almost like executing your artistic vision and then, and then, yeah, making sure that it all comes together. Um, that's, yeah, that's amazing. So Rise and Shine, the song, I mean, it's so, it it just relates to 2020. I mean, I just, I read the lyrics and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. So clearly, I mean, did you sort of have that in mind somewhat? I did, yeah. Okay. This was a a product of the pandemic. I did not come into 2020 to do an acoustic album. I was Okay, okay. Oh, wow. Cool. All right. crazy thing. I I was planning on doing a full band record with my producer, Corey Crowder, who did my last record. And I, um, the pandemic hit and it was like, we well, we can't get in the studio with, you know, eight musicians. That's not, that's not safe. And then it really think about my, the songs I had and how, how different were they? How unique were they? Is this really what I want to do? And then I realized I actually didn't want to do that direction I wanted to go more in a pop rock direction for mm-hmm. my full band record so I was like oh my gosh like not to say that that there's a silver lining in this awful time but um for me creatively mm-hmm. that was what I needed to really step back and be like actually I can't get in the studio anyway but I don't think I want to do these songs so I nixed that <laughs> probably <laughs> And then I thought, well, what can I do safely in this time? And then what can I do that will be impactful, that will help people, that'll make people... Another Mm -hmm. thing I wanted to do was, like, get people in their feelings, because I know a lot of us have gone through ups and downs through this time, and it's been difficult. But there are a lot of people that can't access their feelings or be able to say what they even are or even let that out. And so I wanted to make a project that made moved people and made people cry and like let it out Um, and then also give them hope in a time that's kind of bleak and scary so um that's kind of how i landed on rise and shine being the title track and uh Mm -hmm. you know with black lives matter and and this whole all all the stuff with politics and and the (laughs) pandemic and everything like and and the natural disasters happening all on top of everything else um, you know, sex trafficking, so many things that are at an all-time high. Um, Crazy. Rise and Shine took on a whole new life that I didn't really realize it would, you know. So. Yeah, and I, I think that what you said about the silver lining, I've said that before. I think it's completely okay to say that just because we all kind of deserve that with what's been happening for the last, you know, six months plus. I don't think it's not bad to say because I think it's just, it, it helps other people remain positive. Um, just knowing that everybody could have a silver lining. You just have to find it. 
right? Like yeah. you just have to figure it out and find it. So that's super inspiring. I love that. And I encourage everybody to listen to your song and also read the lyrics. The lyrics are, are so important and so great. Um, yeah, of course. So I do want to like get the tea on like Blake Shelton because I find him super gorgeous. So he worked with you specifically on The Voice, just going back to that. I mean, were you, were you dying? Were you completely like, what is going on right now? Or like, were you starstruck? Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, and before going into The Voice, I really was hoping that I'd be able to have Blake as my coach because I love his, I obviously, everybody knows he's an awesome guy. His personality is exactly the way it is off camera as it is on camera. But I just, I love the way he was with his artists and how like, yeah hands-on but he wasn't he wasn't like steering anybody he was like what do you want to do and I'll be here to cheer, cheer you on and help you pick songs and yeah that kind of coach I needed for my you know for me mm-hmm. um so so it was it was really cool and when he turned his chair I was like oh my god I'm gonna get the coach that I wanted you ah know? that's I like that gives me chills that's so yeah. fun <laughs> so crazy and and he and I remember him saying like Cassidy you are like 110 percent a superstar like, I want you on my team, that kind of thing. Ah, I just, yeah. Well, I wanted to be on your team anyway, and you said something really nice, so. <laughs> it took a few, yeah, it took a few times to, like, get comfortable around him because, you know, my, my family and I are big country fans. I grew up singing it and grew up listening to it, and my yeah. mom is a huge Blake Shelton fan, so it was. Um, and now you're, like, a country music superstar, so look at that, full circle. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I was like. It took me a while. And then, you know, Miranda would come around and I'd be like, oh, Miranda. Yeah. Oh, because they were still married back then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Double whammy. I was, I was meeting them both and I was like, this is so very great. That really is. Oh my gosh. No, that's, I think that's so inspiring and, and just so wonderful. Um, are you dating anyone right now or? Yes. You yes. are. Um, my boyfriend and I have been together for two a little over two and a half years um, okay and we we have a house together so that's been really fun during this pandemic to like get it together and, yeah. and you know, do some work on it that we've been putting off for the last year that we've had it um but yeah he's he's a musician slash actor and kind of gets what I do and I how'd you guys meet well, we, we met like seven years ago. It was like a high buy situation. Um, it was at this, it was at a big machine um, after party after the CMAs, I think. Okay. And then, um, and then fast forward to, I had gotten out of a really long-term relationship. I was engaged mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, after I kind of got through the heartbreak of that ending and, and really coming into my own, um, I have a, I have a friend who's a, a pop songwriter in LA, Allie, who I've known since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what, what about that guy from, um, Nashville who played Gunner, Sam Palladio? I was like, <laughs> I, I met him one time and he's really cute, but maybe yeah. I'll see. And I, I messaged him on Instagram. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Wait, that's and so fun. It's cute. It was like really natural and whatever. And yes. I, I didn't didn't think he'd remember me and and he did and he was like I I see you have a dog and I have a dog let's go to the dog park together one day and bring our dogs and um that was December 1st of 2017 and that from that day on it's been 
awesome. Wait, that's so funny. That's, I love that just because I, I don't know if you remember that show on VH1, Tough Love. That was like, yeah. So I had Steve, the host on um, the podcast, like peak pandemic. And I was like, how do people find like relationships right now? Like in dating. And he actually said something really big in like a not dirty way with Instagram DMs. Like that was like a thing, like for people to talk and meet. And I was like, that's so great because you can sort of see their lives, but you're not trying too hard. So that's so perfect. I actually love that. Yeah. yeah, it's good. And it's like, sometimes, you know, I, sometimes people don't trust the process of a dating site, which I tried yeah. it. I tried Rhea's app and it yes. was like, <laughs> like talking to some model in New York city. Who I, I'm, we're not even in the same city, but it was like, yeah. Is that one. weird though? Like, did he know who you were or do you put like just your first name? Um, the guy on Rhea? The people yeah. Guy? Yeah. Um, like, how do you do that if you're a public figure? I guess it's it's sort of a um, an app for I guess more established professionals. Okay. It's like artists and it. um, yeah, people who've who've invented apps. So they like expect you to be somebody almost. Yeah, almost. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Because I was wondering, I'm like, how does that work? How do you know like who's really? You know what I mean? Like they could be like, oh my gosh, I know who she is. Like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't want like, you don't want to date somebody who has your like poster on their wall for sure. No, exactly. That'd be, yeah, that'd be super creepy um, and weird. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but yeah, that would be weird. Have you ever had a random fan like freak out at you like that? Like, um, like dating wise? Or yeah. Like- or just like, have you ever been like attacked by a fan or had something really creepy happen to you? Um, I don't think it's been that crazy I mean I've had a <laughs> that have been like I've like gotten like letters to my old house before and been like crap they have my address oh. or yeah or, or like yeah. in the bathroom if somebody met, ever recognizes me in a bathroom and I'm in my stall like doing my thing and they <laughs> try and talk to me I'll be like no 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 this is where I draw the line wait I that's so it. awkward oh my gosh that's so yeah. weird I'd be like can I, can I pee I'm like out of the bathroom after I wash my hands like this is not appropriate I'm gonna gosh. draw the line here yeah so that's, that's super weird but, okay, yeah. so that's, well, that's good then. You don't have any crazy, creepy fan stories. Even though getting letters to your personal address is very weird um, and, and very not scary. Ideal. Not ideal. Not <laughs> ideal, I know. Have you ever thought about acting? Um, I have. I've, I've definitely, um, anytime I get a chance to act in my music videos, I do. Yeah. Like, it's really fun and I don't have to dedicate, you know, months of filming and I could just get my fill. Um, I did some like musical theater when I was in middle school and that was really fun, but, um, and done like a couple of random things here and there when I was in my Mm -hmm. old band, I made some appearances, but, um, I know how committed you have to be in the acting world, especially now dating an actor and, uh, you know, during this pandemic, he's been working on his music, but he also has a show that he's waiting to film. So he knows once it's time to go shoot those 10 episodes, he's got to be in LA yeah. for six months doing that. Wow. And he can't do the music just anymore. Six months. That's crazy. Okay. He thinks, he thinks, it's not for sure, but like, yeah, but that's probably what the timeline would be. And so 
for me to to take the time to do that and do the acting thing it would be really fun but I almost want to wait to do it until I feel like I have that time to give you know yeah yeah no that makes sense you know what would be cool is SNL I always think that's like the best right wouldn't that be a dream like to yeah. be the guest and the host that or the music yes yes bucket list like top of the line I'm ah gonna- that's so yeah that would be amazing just to be thrown in those skits like that those are the funniest right oh yeah I have like and I have in my phone of skits that I thought of that I'm like someday when I go on SNL I'm gonna have skits. you're so funny okay well Lauren Michaels if you're listening <laughs> seriously contact Cassidy <laughs> well this has been so this has been so fun really you're such a delight honestly Okay, guys. Well, that was Cassidy Pope. And like I said, isn't she just extremely likable and um, easy to get along with? I really, really like talking with her. Um, And again, everybody should download Rise and Shine and listen to these songs. They're so great. And if you like this podcast, you should rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I would be so, so grateful. Um, All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time. for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. Until next time.